This is highly recommended for you. Today we're going to look at what Courtney has written in for us. Yeah, she's given us three different songs. They are all songs. Yes, they meet that criteria. That is, that's good. Um, so we'll start with Holland. It's by the band Novo More. I haven't heard of this, have you? I had not before at this point. No, I'll be honest, Courtney's selection was pretty much all new to me. Always good. Yeah, that's good. She's written about this particular track. Maybe it's the Boniverse sound, but I appreciate music not overdone, simple beauty. Somehow both those artists know the importance of space in music. Maybe it's melancholy, but it's a calming feeling to me and reminds me of the sounds of albums that I became honest with myself to. very, very much indebted to Boniver's last album. And that's a hard thing to have a go at anyone for because it's a gorgeous album. And to uh, full credit to Novo More, they have done a very good job of working in that style uh, and doing something that is genuinely moving in that same sort of way. Quite beautiful in that sort of glacial way uh, that Boniver channeled and you know other bands like there's a bit of Sigouros in there and some other sort mm. of meditative slow you know the little little uh sounds that uh would pop up on boniver tracks like the little rattle of the slide on the guitar strings things like that are really comforting sounds to me and familiar things so yeah i thought it was lovely what about you yeah i loved the orchestration there and like the swell before you sort of came into the chorus type part yeah that big lift is gorgeous yeah, it's beautiful i felt like i was floating yeah that is an excellent description it's a very floaty song yeah, it's like a feather. I'm, I'm, I'm waving my hand like a feather in the wind. This is really good, good visuals for the <laughs> for, podcast. For yeah. To, to, to me, and this might just be because the, uh, the cover for the, sorry, the artwork for the song uh, looks a little bit like this, but it feels a little bit like being on a rainy beach for me. It's like sense of the natural world, yeah. uh, but also this sort of air of melancholy and things being a little bit like sort of thousand yards dare. Yeah, like the melancholiness kind of like with the floating, it kind of felt like floating to death. <laughs> floating to death. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's you're dying, but it's a peaceful death. Okay. You know, but it's sad because yeah. it's the end. Of course. Okay. Be floating. Very like, deep. Maybe stuff. floating like on a rainy beach. Could but look, who knows? There's all sorts of things that could be floating there. Yeah. So, up next, we have a song called Regardless by Jared James, which uh, Courtney says, it's got to be his voice and the heavy bass-driven intro. I'm a sucker for it. Again, not overfilled. Never been a fan of the Julia Stone sound, but it works well here. It's, it's heady and moody and perfect. Everything we used to do Can it hurt somebody Never really wanted to Every little 
So thoughts? Yeah, that that baseline is pretty damn gorgeous, and I I like how organic it feels. Like you can hear the uh, fingers on the strings mm. there, which is, is a bit raucous of me. But I like I like bass. I, I play bass, and I love the sound of that. It feels really really heavy and thick, and I think that plays very much into the tone of the track, where it is that sort of closeness, that intimacy, where. There is sort of a sense where it's that that intimacy is also kind of menacing, but I, I quite like that. Uh, what did you think? Um, to me, like, and this is not of criticism whatsoever, but it sounded like a kind of raw, underproduced Justin Timberlake song from like the Love Sex, whatever that album was called, era. Mm-hmm. Future Sex Love Sounds. That's the one. Classic album. Yep. That that's that's like I was little, just getting these slower, images. Yeah, but I, I could pick Justin oh, you know, rocking. I, it. I could see it fitting. And yeah. again, it's that like underproduced thing. And again, that's not. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying probably saying that Justin Timberlake can be overproduced sometimes, yeah. too shiny, too much smoothness. Whereas yeah. this was raw. It's and, really really spare. Yeah, and just yeah, laid back. It was cool. Mm. It was cool. It is cool. Very cool. Yeah, I feel like I should be drinking a very expensive cocktail. Yeah, or just like a whiskey. Not not mm. a whiskey. Whiskey's the wrong thing. But some sort of spirit mm. that you sip slowly. Yes, definitely. Yeah, you're not knocking this drink. You're not smashing it back. This is a yeah. very steady, reflective drink. Yeah, and just groove. Yeah. Kind of a pattern with Courtney's song so far. A bit of reflective sort of tone. Mm. What else have we got from it? All right, so number three, third and final. Mountain at My Gates by Foles. I'm excited about this. I like Foles. Anyway, so what Courtney says is, I've always been a massive Foles fan. Maybe my love for any kind of music Oxford breeds. Yep. Uh, This was the main uh, standout for me off the new album. The aggression I enjoyed in Holy Fire and wished was more present is prominent here. I like the urgency felt throughout. Hang on. I like the unexpected change into the bridge and the chord change into the second chorus. I think they may be one of those bands who only truly appreciate once you see their live shows, and I know this would be a massive sound live. had me immediately kind of dancing and bump, like bouncing around on my seat. Joel, you didn't quite have the same reaction. Uh, look, I'm a little bit more subdued. I don't know Foles quite so well. I understand you're a bit of a fan, yeah? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Feel like, uh, Foles is one of those bands that I've heard a few times and every time I hear them, it, it's fun and I enjoy listening to it, but I, just ne- I haven't clicked in the same way uh, as a lot of people. Just not to say I hate them and certainly uh, I was re- having to restrain myself from tapping along because that that drummer is phenomenal, uh, particularly on that track. That, that drum pattern is restless and incredibly evocative. And it's really hard to resist. That little that hi-hat run is tight. Uh, and I really, yeah, I, really, I, I like that a lot. I'm never fully converted uh, as a Foles fan, though. Lovely stuff there. And that, that build uh, and the big sort of heavy cymbal chorus is pretty impressive. That was just so much fun. 
I just, I like that is immediately being added to my DJ rotation for if I get to play like finishing school or something again. Mm-hmm. Always, yeah. always love a bit of an indie song to dance to. Yeah, that does seem like a good one for the dance floor. Absolutely. Have, have you seen Falls live? I haven't. They are coming for Falls mm-hmm. this year. Um, I've been to the past, I think, the past four Falls festivals. I've worked there um, every year in Hobart, and this is my first year not doing that and not attending the festival. Mm-hmm. And every day something else happens that makes me feel even worse about the fact that I can't do it this year. And here but is I'm, today's. Yeah. I drew the short straw at work. It was horrible. Uh, Four people in my office. One has to work. This year, it's me. Uh, I will oh. be back at Falls next year. I will make it up. But I, I really do want to see Falls. And it's one of the, they're one of those bands that I think as soon as I do see them live, I will be far more of a fan than I am now. Yeah. Well, yeah based on what Courtney was saying about the impact as a live band, I was curious to see. What your relationship was, but they seem to tour fairly often, so they do. I'm sure you'll get the chance. Yeah, a lot of those bands just keep coming back. So, shall we start thinking about what our recommendations for Courtney would be? Yeah, of course. Anything spring to mind for you straight away? Uh, my first thought was a bit of the more depressing side of Band of Horses. Oh yeah. Um, like I was particularly thinking the funeral. Yes. Because if you want depressing and death, which is where my mind went with that first track, yeah. that um, the song Holland, which was pretty much just Bon Iver, yeah, with a different name, and like kind of similar. I think evoking similar things in the name as well. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely they've got a sort of thematic link there. Um, anyways, they made me think a little bit of. The song Funeral by Band of Horses, which is just a very, me, it's, it's it's like a crying song, you know, when you really feel like having a cry, so you want to put on something that's going to bring you down. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that is my approach. I know a lot of people who get sad and put on happy music to shake them out of that. I'm like, no, lean into it. Get me the national, get me magnetic fields, get me mountain goats, get me something that will get the proper cry out, and I'll yeah. be okay. That's right. When you're feeling the feelings, you need the music that's going to reflect that. That's right. And I think that that's what Courtney's selections here reflect. I feel like she might go the same way. Yep. So, yeah, the funeral is a good choice. And I think the funeral kind of fits, especially once you get to the chorus of that. It's a bit of a crossover with that and the chorus of the Falls track there. Yeah. At least in terms of the scale and the big bashing cymbal crashes. couple uh there's a few that jump straight to mind actually the baseline on regardless immediately reminded me of an artist who my bloody adore uh calls himself thundercat uh, he put out an ep earlier this year he's put out a couple of albums previously 
super funky uh, guy. I think his real name's Stephen. It feels a little bit weird calling him Thundercat. Uh, but he plays a six-string bass and is very jazz-minded. I believe he was like trained as a jazz bassist. And yeah. so has this very fluid jazz style and will compose a lot of his stuff on the bass first and build out from there. Um, Them Changes is one of the tracks off that most recent EP. And it's probably one of the more atmospheric of his. Well, that, that EP is quite loose. It's got a lot of sort of big spacey synths to it, um, where the previous couple of albums had a bit of synths to it, but it was a little bit more clipped, bit tighter funk sort of stuff. That EP came out this year. It's called The Beyond slash Where Giant Throne, and it's yeah. a, just a five-track EP. And it's really gorgeous. It's been a lovely sort of daydreamy listen. It's one that I've been putting on a lot, and Them Changes is probably the standout track in five tracks, a very contested little cluster there. As I said, really dreamy, beautiful stuff and really relaxing, which is interesting because he is, as I said, primarily a funk bassist, a lot of funk and rhythm stuff. He's also played on Kendrick Lamar's last album. He played a heap on that. And he plays bass for a lot of people. And he's a really impressively versatile musician, but Them Changes is just really gorgeous. And also the impact of Flying Lotus, who is an instrumentalist, a beat maker of phenomenal insight and intellect a great live presence but just a total like astral jazz kind of space dude it's cool. phenomenal so them changes I love the EP in and of itself. Uh, there's a podcast that I love, one of my absolute favorites called Song Exploder. Uh, did an episode on that track with Thundercat. Song Exploder, this is basically just like an indirect podcast recommendation podcast, really, at this rate. But uh, it's a really like it's a really insightful podcast. It's uh, one where a guy named Hirishikesh Hoe speaks to musicians about a particular track of theirs, gets the masters and the individual stems. And they'll talk about it, you know, how the song came to be. Some will talk from like demo stages and how it developed, how they refined it and worked with the producer. Some might just talk about how they, you know, wrote the particular baseline or something like that. Thundercat's really articulate and is a really smart person and knows a great deal about his music and the history of that style. And worked with fantastic producers and such there. So that's really interesting. And I can't help but hear all of the little parts in there that I didn't notice the first time around, like the piano keys that come in at the chorus there just to give a bit more of a drive. It's gorgeous. I love that. What else have you got to recommend, Britain? 
I'm just like pulling names out of my head going, yes, no, or maybe, maybe. So I'm just going to throw something out there. I'm going to say Female of the Species by Space. I discovered this song on a Britpop compilation, but it's not as Britpoppy as, well, I don't think it sounds like Britpop. Mm-hmm. Like it's from that era, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Let's Let's have a quick listen. I can't tell you like the exact reason why I've recommended this song. It just sort of came to me, but something about the layering of the instrumentation and just how bloody weird it is. It is. It is very weird. And you were right in saying it doesn't sound anything like Britpop. Like, no. It it sounds of its time. Like it sounds like a track in 96 more because it just has this collage sort of attitude to things where, you know, you have the, xylophone bit rolling in and these like odd synth strings over the chorus and the chorus is really like old-fashioned versus yeah weird the other verse is weird it's a very strange song but it's compelling like and it's not immediately like it's not an obvious link to the ones that courtney suggested but i can i feel like i can kind of understand in a strange way why that came to mind yeah maybe it was just a little bit of the baseline like it's not an obvious pair to any of the three but Definitely an interesting one. Yeah, Courtney, you'll have to let us know whether you actually like the song or not. Always good to have feedback. Yeah, don't don't pull any punches. We need we need to know if we're on the right track. All right. So, what have you got for us? All right. Well, I've got some some other stuff that's maybe a little bit uh, tighter pairing to it. So, one thing I thought of even just as we were listening to listening to Falls, but it also sort of works with the Nevermore More track. Um, I haven't listened to this in years, so I hope it still sounds the same. Just for the the sort of krautrock-ish, uh, sort of mass, maybe more math rock in the the drumming for Falls, that really rigid on the beat t- 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 uh, persistence, uh, coupled with No More, more that sort of bigger, slower soundscape, made me think of the uh, fantastically named Holy Fuck, yep. uh, whose album we I still remember having to uh, draw little red asterisks over uh, at one point because we had a complaint from a customer. Uh, but they are an excellent uh, sort of post-rock, a little bit of math rock. So elements of Siguros, a whole bunch of other acts in there, really spacey and instrumental, so no lyrics in this particular track, or most of their work. But, uh, this track called Milkshake off the second album.
sounds like a video game. It sure does. Um, Milkshake is probably like on that album, which is a self-titled Holy Fuck album. Uh, it's probably one of the more muscular ones, but no, it totally, it sounds like a boss battle. It sounds like you're getting ready in like uh, some side scroll like I used to play on the Mega Drive. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Like it's a lot of sort of old fashioned sounding synths in there. Um, this is an album that's not quite 10 years old, but later tracks get a little bit more spacey and you get a little bit more sort of air in there. Uh, but a little bit more, a little bit more crowd rock, a little bit more. A punch to it. It's really good and they're amazing live. They get into a lot of improvisatory stuff. They make stuff up live. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're a little bit more playful and they're, yeah, they're really interesting live. So I really enjoy that and I hope Courtney does too. Awesome. It would be cheating to recommend Bon Iver, wouldn't it? Maybe a little bit. Look, I'll be honest, I did one of my uh, first drafts for this uh, recommended Volcano Choir, which is a side project of Justin Vernon and tells the people from uh, Bon Iver. And then I went another step back uh, to collections of colonies of bees who are a, like a post-rock outfit who have a bit of a mathy sort of feel that um, Justin worked on the Volcano Choir albums with and the second Bon Iver album yep. with. So I went a little bit deep and I would definitely recommend checking out collections of colonies of bees because they are very cool, uh, very precise, sort of sharp, glittering guitar sort of thing. Uh I really enjoy that stuff. I just thought it would double up a little bit on Holy Fuck, and Holy Fuck was one that came to mind with Falls. So. Sounds good. Have you got anything else for us? I think the only other one that uh, I really want to mention uh, is Jamie Wound's Night Air. Uh, that's a track from an album from a couple of years ago. Uh, the rest of the album was fine, and he put out a new album not that long ago, which was, again, fine. Uh, but Night Air is the beginning and end of his career for me. Which is not a, a slight, it is a fantastic song, like really terrific R&B influences and a name that really tells you what the song sounds like. Yeah. To me, it is that sort of crisp evening where you can see your breath and this has this really open feel, so it feels like deserted city streets, you know, 3am and just the frost misting in front of your mouth. I can't imagine that, like, soundtrack to a film, walking down the street at night, kind of in a city, but it's not, like, it's not deserted, mm. but it's quiet. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, doesn't it? It's not, it's not vacated, it's not zombie apocalypse, it's just, yeah, no one else is quite around. There might be someone, you know, dropping papers outside the newsagent. Yeah, throwing something in a bin. Yeah, 
yeah, it's a little bit around, but God, I love that track. I, that I still have only listened to that track of his. That's the only one I've listened to really closely, but yeah, it's so well made. That liquid bass line, just pulsing in the background. That little bit of blue-eyed soul, especially when it gets the falsetto in the repeat of the yeah. chorus. Oh, so tight. I love nice. that track. Very good. Well, I don't have anything else for Courtney, not at the moment. If I think of anything else, we'll throw it in the show notes. Yeah, we can add it to the playlist as well. Exactly. So, so The Spotify playlist will be linked to in the show notes, so you can check out all of these tracks, have a listen yourself. Uh, we might even make these collaborative so that if you want to add something to them, you can, because I'm sure Courtney and all of us would love to have more songs all the time. Absolutely. The more songs, the better. We'll be back in the not-too-distant future with another episode, looking at someone else's music suggestions and, and finding more for them. If you would like us to find you a few more tracks, put you onto something new, you can drop us a line, send us an email at HR, I knew I'd get tripped up, HRYF, no, HRF, HRFYpod yes. at gmail.com uh, or find us on Twitter at HRYFpodcast. And tell us the three songs. HRFY. HRFY. I knew I'd get tripped up. I'm going to leave all this in. HRFY podcast. And tell us three songs you've been digging lately and what you like about them. And we will recommend you some more. Until the next time. Fairly well. Fairly well. Thanks, Britt. Thank you.